0: Can't yell because my head hurts because I'm so hungover. <laughs> Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast. It is Flavoring Friday. We'd like to give a shout-out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. OG's is not your average canvas-infused gummy. They absolutely knock it out of the park when it comes to flavor, and the effects of their gummies are a total slam-dunk, too. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup and find out where you can purchase. Oh, you guys, I'm struggling. I am fully fl- no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no.
1: i the manifestation of a hangover
0: let's go i hate you max i'm going to make max rue the day that he was fucking born (laughs) oh you guys i'm struggling so hard today last night was our staff christmas party holiday party i should say not christmas party it was a holiday party there was a menorah there max lit it was the last day of Hanukkah yesterday um and if you don't know anything about PHNX we like to have a good time when we're together and last night was a great time (laughs) um as you can probably tell by this group photo we had a blast I drank way too much wine I'm pretty guys I'm not even kidding I'm pretty sure I had a whole bottle and a half to myself um the evidence is clear in this picture my (laughs) face says i am drunk and the wine in my hand also (laughs) says i am drunk (laughs) um yeah that was quite a night i drank so much wine damon can attest to this at one point um tim our intern was there and i was like tim just bring the bottle over (laughs) it was a mess and a half did you have fun damon
1: (laughs) yeah it was a great time how could you not have fun we right? were just drinking. It was it was just good vibes. Partaking
0: you know? in the OGs, there were many Absolutely. bags of OGs there. Oh, there was
1: OGs everywhere. Countdowns, winks, yes, just four peaks, Everything all the good was flowing. things.
0: It was such a good time. Totri and I took a shot together at one time at one point. I think you were there too, right? Eric was there, and uh, I just had like a straight like. Shot of vodka and everyone was looking at me like I was a psychopath. And I was like, what? I went to Arizona State. Your girl can drink. I might be 26, almost 27. Um, but I can I can hang with the best of them. It was super fun. I'm so sorry. I am lagging today. So this podcast is gonna be off the rails. Plus, we're talking about two of my most heated opinionated topics which include draymond green and the fucking los angeles dodgers so today is gonna be i'm gonna be on one today so i hope you all are ready for this um hungover mac is an off the rails mac just like i think charles said it if you scroll up in the comments uh yeah mac hungover this is gonna be off the rails good lord help us all everybody put your seatbelts on strap in it's going to be a ride. Groundhog mom is literally in the car, so she literally has her seatbelt on. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a good one. But before we get into all of that, if you haven't signed up to be a diehard yet what are you doing just like that picture that you just saw we are all a family and you can be a part of that family too by signing up to be a phnx diehard head on over to gophnx.com right now and sign up there's tons of great benefits to being a diehard include access to our diehards only discord a free shirt when you sign up plus plus 20 percent off merch and events at all times we have a sun's takeover coming up in january which is exactly one month away so sign up to be a diehard and then you'll get a discount on those takeover tickets there is really no reason why you shouldn't be a uh, diehard at this point so make sure you sign up also want to thank our friends at burrito express they have the best burritos in the valley hands down i honestly like a burrito right now sounds so good to my hungover tummy oh my god the
1: perfect hangover
0: (laughs) they are the perfect hangover remedy their burritos are to die for especially when you accompany them with five and a half salsas which is what i need to properly eat a burrito express Burrito because their salsas also slap. Um, they are a huge supporter of ASU athletics, which you always love to see. And they have multiple locations throughout the valley. So no matter where you are in the valley, there is a burrito express probably pretty close by. And if you are able to, please go get a burrito on my behalf right now and eat one so that maybe I will feel less hungover on behalf of you consuming a burrito. I really need it. Um, you can grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at BurritoEXP. All right, right, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts to share with all of you, and my filter has been removed because I just don't care about anything at this point. Obviously, we all know we saw the big three finally play basketball together on Wednesday. But before we get into that, we have got to talk about what happened during the Suns-Warriors game earlier this week. If you missed it or have been living under a rock, Draymond Green was tossed in the third quarter on Tuesday's loss to the Suns. um, After the officials assessed him with a flagrant two foul, considering the fact that he literally swung and smacked Nurkic in the face during an inbounds play. You can see here. I didn't even have to highlight it in a red circle. Um, Nurkic was just doing what Nurkic does and was, defending the play of the inbound and he was behind Draymond and like Draymond just does what Draymond does and he got mad about it and he turned around wound up and literally smacked Nurkic square in the face it is his third ejection of the season so far and I just Um, I mean, I'm not surprised, right? Like, this is what Draymond Green does. Like, Draymond Green is probably the dirtiest player in the NBA, hands down. We're going to go through his rap sheet of offenses in a little bit. But, I mean, just like – my jaw was i mean even though it's not surprising my jaw was still on the floor because that obviously was just so out of pocket like there is no reason for you to literally like wind up and swing and hit somebody else in the face during a basketball game like that is bizarre to me I have never felt that much rage inside myself. And there's that's like the, the only thing that I can explain is what happened is he is just a rageful, hateful human being and has to like release the rage every now and then. And God help whoever he is playing when he decides to let his rage out because it obviously manifests in super violent ways. And it's just honestly concerning. Uh, this is what Nurkic had to say about that incident after the game.
1: I don't know, man. <laughs> I was behind the plate. <laughs> I don't think what's going on with him, I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needed help. And I'm glad he didn't try to choke me, but at the same time, and nothing to do with basketball, man. Like I'm just out there trying to play basketball, you know, they're swinging. I think we saw that often, but um hope he, you know, whatever he got in his life, he'll get better.
0: So. Yeah, man. I mean, first of all, super classy response for Nurkic. I don't know if I would have said what Nurkic said after an incident like that. I would have been on the podium like, yo, fuck that guy. He is insane. Um, so shout out to Nurkic for handling that with a lot of class. I mean, he said it best. and He said, quote, that brother needs help. Like, he needs help. Nurkic was just defending and defending playing basketball, what he was supposed to be doing. And uh, Draymond just... Took offense to that. Um, a couple days later, I think yesterday, actually, we found out the league had decided to permanently suspend, and will suspend indefinitely. So Draymond has been suspended indefinitely. Um, in the press release, it was really funny, the, the league said that this outcome takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts. Like, yeah, NBA, he has a lot of them, and we're about to go through all of them. But it's just crazy that this is this is what it took for him to be suspended indefinitely because in my opinion he should have been suspended indefinitely after he sucker punched his teammate in the face during practice um shout out jordan Poole. i hope you're okay <laughs> but i'm just like i'm glad that this was a decision that that was the outcome like there needed something needed to be done like he could not get away with yet again a super violent outburst and considering this was his third suspension of the season so far or sorry third ejection of the season like Things have continually not gotten better for Draymond. Um, Obviously, his suspension is going to begin immediately. It came out that he has going to have to meet certain requirements that the league and the team sets for him to be returned to play. Um, We don't obviously know for sure what those are because they involve a lot of health, but like it's rumored to be that he needs to go to counseling and start anger management therapy, which (laughs) I cannot recommend enough for him. Um, He definitely needs to go seek some help, some anger management therapy. I obviously, you know, I don't want to comment too much on his mental health or like the situations that might be underlying that kind of play into all of these like outbursts obviously if someone's struggling with their mental health they need to get help and they should get help um i don't necessarily think it's an excuse for being violent against other people like if you know you're struggling you should probably take some preventative actions to prevent you from violently assaulting other human beings Um, but I do want to make sure that I'm being sensitive about the fact that like, you know, I obviously don't know Draymond personally. I don't know necessarily everything that happens behind the scenes in his life. But if it is something that has to do with his mental health, like I really do. Um, I'm excited that he's gonna be able to get help and find some sort of healthy coping mechanisms (laughs) like outlets, because clearly something is not going right for Draymond. Like there is something either in his personal life or just, Like something is not well. Like he is an unwell human being because no rational human being does what Draymond does, and he has repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts, which is what they said in the press release. And he he's out of control. Like Draymond Green is out of control. When the league talks about his history of unsportsmanlike conducts, they're referring to multiple different instances of not just like hiccups or like you know one act of like aggression. It was like. Major, major, major things. This man is just a rap sheet of cheap shots, flagrant fouls. Like the list goes on and on. He is the person that punched his teammate in the face during practice, which honestly, effectively, like I think that was the downfall of poor Jordan Poole because then the Warriors traded him to the Wizards and he just kind of like faded off and no one ever really heard anything from Jordan Poole ever again um, He was. Suspended. it really
1: has destroyed Jordan Poole's career yeah, in a way
0: totally I think it was a career ending thing that happened and it, it's not like he did like I, I mean allegedly he was talking shit and so you know talk shit get hit but not really not like that and he's like
1: the fourth best player on a champ team that just won a championship and then yeah it's just over right after that yeah
0: and uh, there were reports that you know steve kerr encouraged draymond and jordan to like go to dinner and talk things out and draymond was like meh and then he released that stupidly weirdly filmed and edited looked like he was a hostage in a basement <laughs> apology video where he basically just like turned the whole situation around and blamed jordan for the why he got sucker punched in the face. And again, I'm not saying that you should be like talking down to your teammate or whatever, but like punching someone in the face is not an appropriate reaction to anything. I'm sorry, but that's just so not cool. Um he was suspended in 2022 for receiving 16 total technicals in a season, which is the league max. Like once you receive 16 technical, like you're done. Um you're suspended for that. He was the person that kicked LeBron James in the nuts during the finals. He was Caught like just like getting all up in Katie's face in 2018 and in their team huddle and was suspended for um, acts that were detrimental to a team's culture. He stomped on Sabonis in the playoffs last year and was ejected and suspended. And after he stomped on Sabonis, he was like, eh. <laughs> "What? I don't know what you want me to do about it." Which is crazy. Um, he choked out Rudy Gobert this season, which is his second ejection in four. He was ejected. Twice in the span of four games and him choking out Rudy Gobert was his second ejection in a four game span like that is wild. And the craziest thing about all of this and this entire rap sheet of like violence is that he was unapologetic about all of it. He posted on his Instagram story after the Gobert thing saying, This is 12 years of him being in the league and he's never going to change. And if after 12 years you are expecting him to change, then you're the crazy one. Like, talk about gaslighting. (laughs) Like, sorry for expecting you to not be violent against other players in the NBA. My bad. Um, He was celebrating after, like he celebrated after he was stomping on Sabonis. I remember that he was like walking around and running around like, oh, what, you want to mess with me? He like hopped up on the bench and was like yelling at the crowd. Like just bizarre, bizarre, bizarre acts. And like I mentioned, the weird apology video to Jordan Poole, where he was like, basically, like, you're the reason I punched you in the face. Sorry, not sorry. Like, it is all just so, like, that many violent acts is already bizarre but then you add into the fact that he just does not care and he is not apologetic in any way shape or form and even his apology to Nurkic after the game was he didn't even want to talk to the media he was like I'm not coming out and then he was forced to come out and then when he came out and he made that apology to Nurkic it was a half-assed like total not sincere apology it's just I don't understand how you can be so violent in so many like obvious and insane ways and then not give a shit and just be like that's who i am like that to me just does not register like i as soon as like if i accidentally step on someone's toe i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry i did not mean to step on your toe like i just i can't it doesn't register in my head um so he needs like obviously he needs help like at the end of the day like nothing that he has done is acceptable in any way shape or form i don't care what happened before during or after There's no way to justify what Draymond Green does. He is the dirtiest player in the NBA. It goes above and beyond just there's no excuse for it. And so I'm glad that the league suspended him indefinitely. I think that was absolutely the right call to make. I wouldn't be sad if he never played basketball again. I don't know if that's too harsh, but I mean, the only shots that Draymond Green can make are cheap ones. Like sometimes he comes up in these clutch moments and has a great game every now and then, but I think, up into the point where he hit Nurkic he only had two points like it's not even like he's a superstar basketball player anymore so i wouldn't be sad if i never saw Draymond Green Draymond Green play another game of basketball to be honest with you and i don't know if that's too harsh or not but he needs help and i'm glad that the league noticed that i wish they would have noticed it when he sucker punched Jordan Poole in the face um but It took how many more ejections and suspensions for them to get to this point. So I'm just glad that hopefully he can get the help that he needs and he will follow through with the conditions that the team and the league sets for him in terms of seeking anger management and therapy because if I've seen anybody that is a perfect case for anger management and therapy, his name is Draymond Green. So I just hope he gets the help that he needs because, my God, Holy cow, he is off the rails, um, and I hope he needs. I hope I hope he gets the help that he needs because it's it's to the point where it's bad. Um, Would you be upset if he never played basketball again, Damon?
1: I've I'm in a weird place with Draymond because like I've always I'm I'm such a contrarian that I've always liked people that everyone hates. No, but this is just this is another degree. Yeah, it's indefensible. So it's just like I, I don't I don't really like hate him, but. It's just, it's, yeah, I mean, he obviously needs to get some help. You can't be putting people in, you choke know, holds. Cho- UFC chokeholds in the middle of NBA basketball games and then
0: sucker punching your
1: teammate, stomping on, on somebody. Like it's,
0: yeah, it's out of hand at like, this Like we're point, not playing GTA. Sure. Like this is like a <laughs> real life situation. It's so crazy. Um, Jan Paul Edarduzios in the comments saying Warriors enabled him all these years Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of lack of accountability that was displayed from, I think, both the league and the Warriors. Like, I don't think anybody really did a good job of holding him accountable. Like, after you sucker punch a teammate in the face, I'm sorry, but Steve Kerr, their resolution is not, hey, maybe you guys should go to dinner. What? (laughs) I'm not going to dinner with someone who just sucker punched me in the face? Like, that is insane. So, I just hope he gets the help he needs and. I Like I said, I wouldn't be upset if we never saw him again, but I digress. We have some big threes and some twins to talk about. Before we get into the big three, we want to give a shout out again to our friends at OG's. Thank you so much for sponsoring Flavoring Fridays. They are a wonderful partner of ours, and you can unwrap the merry, bright, and downright delicious gift of OG's gummies this holiday season. Whether you're gifting to a friend or treating for yourself, OG's is the ultimate holiday hack for peace and mouthwatering cheer for... Um, for any of you who have in-laws coming into town and you might need to like chill out a little bit or like need to like, you know, take something to be the same room as your in-laws. OGs has got you covered. There's no better time for OGs than the holiday season. You can also take an OGs before Christmas dinner and then eat some extra Christmas dinner. (laughs) They've got you covered this holiday season. They've got friendly, lightweight mini OGs that are only three milligrams. They've got some awesome RSO options. Anything you need for the holidays to get you through. OG's has got you covered. Their gummies are delicious. They're scratch made right here in Arizona. I can't recommend them enough. To learn more about OG's mouthwatering options and upcoming deals, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Also want to give a shout out to our friends at Shady Rays that they build the best premium Polaroid polarized sunglasses in the world. They are on par with any luxury or designer sunglasses company that you can think of. They've got durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. Shady Rays offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their loss and broken replacement. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a new pair for free, no questions asked. They've got your back long after you purchase. You can shop their entire collection at the brand new location in Carolyn Commons, a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Shady Rays. I brought my brother, who is a pilot, a pair, even before they were a sponsor of the show because of the polarized, polarized option. Um, I guess pilots need that. I don't know. I couldn't tell you anything about what being a pilot means, but I do know that my brother uses his Shady Rays in the cockpit of a plane day in and day out exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for fifty percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. One day, I'm going to figure out how to say polarized and not fuck it up.
1: It has been a struggle, like constantly. The la- the three PBSPs I've done, it has been a struggle. I think on every single one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I can't tough, say it. It's a tough word. I literally, I cannot figure out how to say that word. Um Before we talk about Otani and the Dodgers and Glass now, uh, we obviously have to talk about the fact that we finally, for the first time this season, saw Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant play a regular season game together. Oh my God, relief. Relief and joy is all I feel. We'll talk about that in a second, but first, Obviously, there was another huge factor to that game against the Nets because the Twins were back in town. It was obviously the first time that Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson returned to the Valley to play some basketball after being traded to the Nets. Before the game, they met with the media, and they both were able to kind of reflect on their time with Phoenix, and this is what Cam Johnson had to say.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, these fans were great. These fans were amazing. Um, And it's crazy, the the development of the program, the development of the team culture and the development of how, you know, the the city kind of cared for this team over my time here was just amazing to see. And I think a big part of that mutual love is is the fact that we were able to sort of in a way grow something together, you know, where it had been a couple down years and we were able to just, you know, put a group together and, 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 and turn it around a little bit. Um, and and that love is very mutual. I love the fans here, and when I'm back in town, they, you know, treat me as if I never left, and that's something that you just can't take for granted because nobody can really take that away from you, you know?
0: Yeah, nobody can take away the fact that the Suns fans love Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges, and I love that he was able to say that and know that and know how much he's loved and he feels that love because it's true like sons fans literally love mikhail and cam so much our twins forever i also love how he was able to say that i think a lot of the love that they were able to earn from the fans came from the fact that they were able to build a successful team together and they you know wrote it out through some really really tough years including winning less than 20 games in a season um And they got to the point where they made it to a finals together. And this team, like, they earned the love that they got. Like, everyone that supports them supports them for a good reason. And so it makes my heart happy to hear Cam talk about the – He can recognize that and he also feels that love because I don't know about you guys, but I was a little torn up when they traded the twins. That was a hard one. That was a hard pill for me to swallow because um, I'm ride or die for the Phoenix Suns and I was a huge, huge, huge Mikhail, specifically Mikhail, but also Cam. Obviously, they're like one in the same, they're a package deal um, supporter. And so when the Suns traded them, obviously I was stoked that Katie was coming here, but it was hard for me to give up on mikhail and cam because i had watched them you know grow and become such great basketball players and they were seriously like everything you could want in a teammate and in someone that represented your city so i'm so glad that cam said that like he feels the love because i think we all want them to feel the love so that always is great to hear mikhail also met with the media before the game and this is what he had to say
1: yeah man it was great culture we had here um I mean, it's fun and you can't take it for granted, like, you know, going to finals ain't easy, you know, so uh, you kind of realize that, you know, it's tough to get back and it just feels like it's just like a little bit more pressure to get there. But uh, it's just it's not normal to have a, um be so close like that as a team, you know, especially in the NBA. It's, it's really special and um, that's stuff I take I take with me, you know, when I left is just like be able to have those moments and uh, really embrace it.
0: Oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this segment without crying. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm not that emotional. I'm also so dehydrated from the alcohol. I don't think a single tear could come out of my face because there's no liquid in my body at the moment. Um, But like Mikhail said it best, like that team was so, so, so special. Like they every time you saw them interact, whether it was like their high five, thing that they did before the game where they all had like a certain like handshake with each other. They were like jamming out to NBA young boy on the court every night. Like that team was just so unique and so special. And I think that's why watching this son's team has been so hard for me because although we have some of the biggest names in basketball all on the same roster, it just doesn't feel like a team yet. And I'm hoping that at some point they're going to figure out that chemistry and they are going to be able to gel together. I think The two people that have the best chemistry on the team are our two superstars, which is great. Um, I forget who said it. Um, I was watching an interview with one of the Suns players, and he said the reason that he wanted to come to Phoenix was because he saw the relationship between KD and Devin Booker. And when you have two superstars like that on a team, that's really not common. Like, they don't embrace each other all the time because they obviously are at the top of their game and they're the best of the best. And so you know, embracing each other isn't something they have to do, but that's something that Katie and Devin Booker have done really, really well. So the fact that those two have chemistry is great, but I haven't seen or felt that team aspect with the Suns since Cam and Mikhail left. And again, like I said, it's awesome that we have, you know, Bradley Beal and all of these like great players on a roster together, but they haven't in a team yet and so i haven't felt that like emotional connection to them that a lot of fans feel with their teams Is just because it's, a, it's a, it just feels different and i don't know if that's weird or crazy but i just i don't feel like this is a team that's emotionally i can get behind yet
1: i think you're you have a point when it comes to like pieces just fitting into a system you yeah. know what i mean like like you have mikhail bridges who knows how to play his role perfectly cam yeah. johnson who knows i'm gonna be a catch and shoot guy with Devin Booker, you know, swinging it out to me. Yeah, when you have a bunch of guys that need the ball in their hands. It's a little bit more difficult, clunky. It doesn't look like as much of a well-rounded team. So I think that there's definitely something there.
0: Yeah, and I I don't think we've had obviously enough time to get to know a lot of these new players yet. You know, we had years with Cam and McHale where we could really get to know their personalities and see them shine. So that obviously is going to play a part in it too. Like this is a new team, and so we haven't had to not enough time to get to know them as like players or like them as a team yet. So totally get it. Um, Offensive. Thank you. He said Eric Gordon was the one said that. Yeah, Eric Gordon did a great interview talking about why he wanted to come to Phoenix, and he said the fact that Katie and Book embraced each other was a huge reason why he wanted to come here, um, which you always love to hear. Triple B making another great point in the comments, saying Monty was also a big part of that. I totally agree, and you can see the effect that Monty has on teams because look what's happening with the Detroit Pistons right now. Like they might not be the best team in basketball, but that what they're building in Detroit is kind of cool and you can see that chemistry that has started to form in detroit and monty is their coach so i think that is a huge testament to the type of coach that monty williams is and that is a fantastic point that i hadn't thought of until you just said that so thank you for saying that because i think it's totally valid i think monty had a huge part in building that team culture um but I'm just I love that both Cam and Mikhail were able to talk to the media and tell everyone <laughs> how they felt about the Suns. And I also think it's great that there aren't any hard feelings from Mikhail or Cam towards the Suns organization, because obviously, you know, when you are traded away from an organization, there could be some jadedness, some upset feelings about having to leave the city that you're used to or that you've you know that you live in or whatever um and i think that was something that was always in the back of my mind is like i know that you know mikhail is a jokester and always takes things so lightheartedly which i love but like is he gonna be upset about the suns like is he gonna be mad at us like i don't know why it's just like i was like a really like a relationship with that phoenix suns team where i'm like please don't be mad at me um so i'm glad to hear that like obviously there's no hard feelings um from what mikhail has said um so far which is also great because there were a lot of signs in the arena last or that night Night that said, like build bridges back to 2026. And a lot of people that were like, bring Cam and Mikhail back, which I would die and pass away if that happened. I would love to see Cam and Mikhail back on this team. Um obviously that's a little farther away. But like I was saying, I'm just so happy that Cam and Mikhail said that they could feel the love because they are loved and they are missed and it was so like it felt right seeing them back in Phoenix and on the court obviously they were wearing a different jersey which was really hard and weird to see but just like having them back I don't know this is so weird because they're literally basketball players on a basketball team but I'm just like so emotionally invested into them because of what they did for the Suns and taking us to a finals and whatever but just seeing them back on the court in Phoenix just felt right so I would love to see them come back if that was possible Um, the Suns also did a lovely, lovely tribute video, which we're going to show you right now. If you missed it and you weren't at the game, which a lot of you in the comments said you were at the game, and I'm super jealous. I wish I would have gone because if there was a game to go to this season, it was that one. So I'm kind of bummed I missed it. But if you weren't there, if you haven't seen it, this is what the Suns did for the Twins before the game. Oh, oh. that was such a well-done video. I love that it not only showed that they were great basketball players, but their personalities too. Like that little shot at the end where they were pretending to box each other. Oh, just so heartwarming. I think, I don't know for sure, but it looked like Cam was getting a little teary-eyed there and it made me want to get teary-eyed. It was a great tribute video that was so well done. And I'm glad that the Suns did that justice because there's one thing you can't mess up and that's the Twins' first game back in Phoenix. So I'm glad that they didn't mess it up. Um, It was an awesome tribute video and it was great to see we weren't the only ones, at least I wasn't, that was excited to see the Twins back after the game. This is what Devin Booker had to say about seeing Cam and McHale again.
1: Um, I mean, it just felt like practice, honestly. Um, obviously, a lot of emotion there, um, a lot of feelings there. I, you know, obviously keep up with them every night. And, you know, my league pass, the Nets are one of my favorite teams. I'm going have them start. Um, You know, so if I'm not watching it, I'm getting an alert or checking box scores. Um, You know, them guys are, you know, it's bigger in basketball with them. You know, everybody here knows their high character. Um, And, you know, they, they, they left their mark on this organization.
0: Yeah, they absolutely left their mark on this organization. And Book said it best. They're high-character individuals, which makes it so easy to root for them, even if they're not wearing a Suns uniform, which is why we care about this, DeAndre. Um, They're just awesome human beings that are so easy to cheer for. And I can say that no matter what uniform they're wearing, I will always cheer for Mikael and Cam as people and as players, just not when it's against the Suns. Um, But, yeah, that team was special that... We all know that like they all did amazing things together and it makes me nostalgic for the sons of years past because like i said and we'll get into it when we talk about the big three debut i just haven't seen a team like that in a minute so I love you, twins. (laughs) I'm sorry that you're not on the Suns anymore. Sometimes I wish that you were, but I can't say that out loud because people will call me crazy because we've got Kevin Durant. So I digress. We obviously have to talk about Kevin Durant now because the game against the Nets was the first time that we've seen the big three together in action in a regular season game this year. It was the debut of Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant all playing a game together. I just am going to say it is a huge relief to even just watch them play basketball together because it, is, it was December 12, 13th. It was December 13th when they first played a basketball game together. And I was beginning to think that they might never play a basketball game together at that point because we were months. We were months into the season at this point. And we still hadn't seen them together i was starting to think it was like a legend you know like is are they real is this gonna happen are they actually gonna play together so just seeing them on the court together alone was a huge relief i was like oh okay this is real they're gonna play together this is where they can start finally like building that chemistry that we are already talking about this whole podcast and podcast before this um, so just them being on the court together was a win for me, but I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I was a little underwhelmed. Um I I saw some things that I was like, uh oh. Obviously that's bound to happen. This is why I'm so bummed that they didn't have time to kind of work out some of these kinks at the beginning of the season, because I think we would be leaps and bounds ahead. Of where we are now as a team if they had been able to start the season together because i think a lot of what we saw in that game were things that could have been avoided if they had more playing time together and more time to build like that team chemistry and i don't want it like it wasn't a bad performance from the three of them by any stretch of the imagination like i'm not trying to say that i was wildly underwhelmed and majorly disappointed at all so don't get me wrong there i mean booker had 34 points 12 assists six rebounds kevin durant had 27 points six rebounds four assists and then bradley beal chipped in 14 points he shot the team's best six of nine from the floor and he added four assists um and just his and that was only his second game from returning from injury so nothing to shake a finger at not a bad game at all i'm not saying that so please don't come for me but Booker didn't attempt to field goal in the first quarter, which I guess is a side effect of being a point guard. Um, But it was just kind of weird to watch. I don't know. I'm not used to not watching Devin Booker take shots. Kevin Durant was really ineffective from three to start out the game, um, which is not very easy money sniper of him. Um, The the whole team actually kind of struggled shooting from three, which when you're playing against one of, if not the best perimeter defensive teams in the game, you really can't afford to struggle shooting from three um, because the Nets will take advantage of that every chance that they get. I just, the team needs chemistry. They need a lot of work. They need to pull it together in some aspects. I'm not really encouraged by what I've seen from Frank Vogel as a head coach. Um, Their fourth quarter collapses on defense are, I I don't know if I can explain that. Um, They characteristically collapse in the fourth quarter game in and game out and it still hasn't been fixed, um, which is something that Frank Vogel allegedly is supposed to be able to fix. Nurkic has been able to kind of find his groove a little bit, which is nice because at the beginning of the season, I was like, get Nurkic out of here, like ship him away from this team. So I'm glad that at least Nurkic has been able to kind of find a little bit of a groove. Um, Connor in the comments saying, Metu has been nice, totally agree. B, saying Matthew, Gordon, and Eubanks can stay, in his opinion, at this moment. Um, I mean, there are some players on this roster that haven't contributed much, if at all, nothing. And, you know, I think you saw the difference between where the Suns are and where we thought they were going to be, especially with our stars out. Like, there were people that were supposed to step up to the plate and help this team, and they just didn't and you know depth is everything in the league you saw how important depth was last season um and the season before that to be honest with you the suns haven't had depth they haven't had bench depth and it has bit them in the butt they've shot themselves in the foot and so i'm not trying to say that they obviously don't they're in they're not in the same position like they have more depth yes but the depth is not effective (laughs) that's scary um it's just been a whirlwind of a season so far some highs some lows They need to be able to get together as a team and get that team chemistry going, which obviously now they can do that because the guys are healthy, but the Suns haven't looked like a great basketball team so far this season. They've obviously had moments. There have been some individuals that have had some great performances every now and then, but. I don't think it's crazy for me to say I don't think the Suns are a good team right now or a great team right now. They're good. They're okay. They're they can they can make it. They can do some things, but they need to step it up and they need to get these kinks worked out fast because there's too much on the line for them to not get this figured out quickly. Um, And, you know, the synergy of the city and the fans and the support around this team, I felt, has kind of been dwindling. Um, So they need to figure out how to get this fixed quickly so that they don't lose the fans. I'm not saying that they would ever, because obviously this is a Suns town. But you don't want your fan base to get apathetic, and it feels like we're kind of tiptoeing towards like the apathetic line, which is not great. But I don't know. Like Damon, do you do you agree with me? I just don't think the Suns have been great this season.
1: They're pretty mid right now. Like I watch, <laughs> I watched a lot of Suns games. They're very mid, and there's a lot of there's a lot of players that I'm not huge fans of. Yeah, I, I think that obviously like you know when you when you trade it for Bradley Beal you're gonna have and Kevin Durant you're gonna have a pretty shallow team yeah but I, I people are talking about it in the chat like like Bull Bull is that was one of the worst things I've ever seen when he came into the game the other day don't
0: even get start uh
1: you know Drew Eubanks has been okay not great recently yuta has been really really bad he's awful at defense Eric Gordon looks terrible so you got to start getting some contributions from other from other guys. Yeah, you really do. Like it's Nurkic has stepped up. Like we talked about. Like that's that's good because early in the season it wasn't looking <laughs> great there. But for, like everybody else needs to start stepping up too because yeah. it's, it's it's that's just going to be the reality of this team's situation with the state of their roster
0: yeah totally agree um i know that some people in the comments were talking about Bulbul and about him being a project i'm over it i'm done with the Bulbul project like i don't want to see him anymore play basketball at all um i obviously watched him play basketball with the nuggets as well because i lived in denver um during the time that he was on that team and Bulbul is an uh not anonymity me not anonymity Help me. (laughs) This is like finding Nemo. Uh, I don't know why I struggle so bad with these words. Anemone. Anomaly. Um, Anomaly in the fact that he will only play basketball when Bulbul wants to play basketball. And you never know when Bulbul wants to play basketball. It could be his day or it could not be his day. And he just like, you cannot make him do anything he doesn't want to do. I'm just over him. I'm over watching Bulbul on a basketball court. I'm sorry. I know that some of you might have more faith in him than I do, but I'm done. (laughs) So uh, it's just, I don't, I wish there it was an easy fix and I wish it was something that like I could just look at the stunts and be like this is what they need to fix and this is how they do it but that is not the case at all Um, I think there's a lot of intangibles that they still have yet to fix that are probably going to take some time So we'll see how it goes. But I think the Suns have a lot to look forward to. But there's also a lot that needs to be corrected. Most importantly, the fourth freaking quarter defense. My God, if I have to watch them collapse in another game in the fourth quarter, I'm going to lose my mind, which is probably going to happen. So my mind is going to be like down freaking central avenue in a second but i digress at least we got to see them play basketball together just like i said watching them on the court as a unit was a huge sigh of relief because i said i was beginning to think that we were never gonna see it happen so they are here they are on the court they are playing basketball together so like let's just hope that they can build off of that game and continue on forward speaking of the suns you know who's not mid <laughs> Sean Marion is not mid and he's getting inducted into the ring of honor tonight. Huge shout out to Sean Marion. What an accomplishment. I'm so glad that we have an owner that understands and recognizes the importance of recognizing the history of the team and the important pieces and players that contributed to the history of this team. And it just so happens that our game time game of the week is tonight's Suns game against the New York Knicks. You can get tickets on the game time app right now for as low as $37. $37. Is that what it says? I can't read. Um, <laughs> $27. $27. My God, you guys, they are going to be recognizing Sean Marion and introducting in, in, introducting, inducting him into the Suns Ring of Honor tonight after the game. So it's not going to be a halftime um, recognition. It will be a post-game recognition for Sean Marion. And you can get in the building and watch his induction into the Ring of Honor for as low as 20 that is freaking insane if you don't have plans tonight and you're a Suns fan what are you doing get your butt to the game watch sean marion get inducted into the hall of fame and you can do it by heading on over to the game time app they are the best fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason they have the best deals on tickets no matter what you wanna to go to, a concert, a sporting event, even if you're just looking for a parking pass to somewhere, game time has it all and for the lowest prices available. Also, tickets make a great holiday gift. So if you're looking to give a present to someone in your life that you love, getting them tickets to a game is a great freaking present. I will say I could be so happy if somebody would buy me some tickets to a game. That is the ultimate gift for the sports fan in your life. You can snag tickets without stress on the Game Time app. All you've got to do is download the app, create an account, and use promo code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today last-minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed also want to give a shout out to our friends at gila river before we start talking about the dodgers and otani and all of that mess i love gila river and i have to give a personal personal thanks to our friends at gila river because they hooked me up with some tickets to a concert that happened last week it was an Ernest concert Ernest is a country artist for those of you who might not know and i'm a big country girl Ernest was playing at the Gila River Resort and Casino Wild Horse Pass, and it was so much fun. The venue is beautiful. We got to go to dinner in the casino before the concert, and then after the concert, we grabbed drinks at the bar inside the casino and then did some gambling. I lost some money because I'm not very good at gambling, so if you ever want to take me to Vegas, don't, because you're probably going to lose money. Um, I cannot gamble to save a life. I have no luck. And I am really bad at blackjack. So unfortunately I lost money, but I still had a great time losing money because we were doing it at a Gila river resorts and casino. And I just had so much fun. The concert was awesome. Like I said, the venue is gorgeous. Their seats in that venue are like luxury recline, like they're like amazing, comfortable seats. Um, it was just a great venue, a great time. I took my best friend, Carly. We had a freaking blast. So thank you Gila river for the tickets. If you haven't seen a show or if you haven't been to a concert at wild horse pass, you have got to go. Like I said, you can get dinner before you can gamble after you can get drinks after it is just like a one stop shop for the most fun and entertaining night of your life gila river resorts and casinos has got you covered especially at wild horse pass if you go to see a show let me know on twitter hit me up and tell me if you go to a show there it's like unmatched the level of entertainment is unlike anything you will ever experience you do you at gila river resorts and casinos visit play at gila.com for more details
1: Before we get into Otani, I just want to say the chat got mad at me for saying Eric Eric Gordon is terrible. I want to walk that back. I looked at his stats. I think (laughs) think I've somehow missed every single one of Eric Gordon's good games this year and watched all of his awful games. So uh, he
0: is inconsistent. I will say I I don't think he sucks.
1: To Eric Gordon, he he has not been terrible. He
0: has not been terrible, but he has been inconsistent, which is frustrating. Because I like Eric Gordon as a person. I think he's a great teammate a great character guy to have in a locker room, but he's definitely been inconsistent so far this season. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. If any of you in this chat are Dodgers fans, I'm sorry you're about to be severely disappointed, but I mean, you might enjoy reveling in the misery that you're about to experience on behalf of me as a Diamondbacks fan. My worst nightmare came true. Um, I woke up in the middle of a night before Otani signed with the Dodgers in a cold sweat Screaming, because I had a feeling, (laughs) I had a nightmare that Otani was going to sign with the Dodgers, and it came true. And I'm really upset about it, because the Dodgers signed Otani for 10 years, $700 million. I think you could probably put the entire payroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks from the time the team was inception to now, And it probably still wouldn't get close to $700 million. That might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but...
1: It's probably pretty close.
0: Like, what the fuck? How is anybody supposed to compete with a $700 million contract? It is the biggest contract in pro sports history. He passed Lionel Messi, Ronaldo, Patrick Mahomes, who... Shohei Otani has the biggest contract in pro sports history right now, and he's playing in the National League West... Ah! <laughs> why? Why me? I'm so upset about it as if you couldn't tell. Um I this is why I hate baseball sometimes. Like I am a baseball girly through and through. Like if you know me, I'm the type that will go to a baseball game, listen to the radio broadcast on my little walkman and keep track, keep score in the scorebook. Like I am that type of baseball person, okay? So that's who you're dealing with here. And I almost wanted to never watch baseball again after I saw that Otani signed with the Dodgers. Like, how is anybody supposed to compete with that? I'm not even kidding. Like, the, you could probably put the payroll of the Diamondbacks year after year from the time that the diamondbacks started as a team until now. <laughs> and they probably wouldn't even get close to that contract value. And it like how are small market teams ever supposed to compete with that. It's so, so, so frustrating. And I know that this isn't anything new and teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox are going to be able to go out and buy whoever they want and get whoever they want to come for their team because they have unlimited money and an unlimited resources and the, the pocketbooks that are deep enough to do it. But God, it's frustrating. Like, Mm, we just came off a world series appearance and for once for once it felt like we were not the little brother of the fucking los angeles dodgers anymore and then they just had to come out and sign fucking shohei otani in the same offseason after we just went to a world series i'm like we can't have anything nice Ah, oh, it's so frustrating i'm about to like pop my top i'm gonna like lose my mind here um yeah, I mean, I just, it's it's like, how can we compete? How can any small market team compete with that? They can't. They just don't have the money to do it. They have to figure out how to play money ball and how to be more resourceful. And it's just frustrating because I would love, I would love to be a fan of a team that didn't have to worry about that and could just go out and buy whoever they want, but I'm not. Um, I die hard forever until the day that I die. But I think the worst part about this entire situation is the details behind the contract. This... He deferred six hundred and eighty million dollars until after his contract is over, which means mathematically, the Dodgers only owe Otani two million dollars a year for ten years. Are you kidding me? They they're paying Otani two million dollars a year to play baseball for them for ten years, and then after the ten years is when they're going to have to figure out how to pay this man six hundred and eighty million dollars. Like, the whole deferred part of this contract is the part that really gets me mad. Like, really, really pisses me off. Because we can afford Otani for $2 million a year. Like, hey, do you want to come play baseball in Arizona, Otani? We'll pay you $2 million a year, no problem. But um, we can't afford to pay you that $680 million that you're going to be owed after the 10-year period. Like, I just... Oh, it breaks my heart. Like it is so fucking infuriating. I'm sorry, this is not a safe for work podcast, but I can't keep my cool. When I'm talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, the whole reason that the money is deferred is to help the Dodgers avoid the competitive balance tax, which again is annoying. Um because the Dodgers owe a lot of taxes in the competitive balance bracket. I am sick. Sick to my stomach, and I'm tired of the Dodgers. And to make matters worse, they just traded for one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, now Tyler Glass now is on the fucking roster. Awesome. Great. Because if, if not having probably the best baseball player, generational baseball player, the most insane talent, like, just a a, a a generational defining baseball player in Ohtani. Um. Oh, sure. Let's go fucking sign Tyler Glass now. Awesome. Great. Let's just, you know, get him here, too. I love that for me. I love that for everyone else that's not a Dodgers fan. Like, are you kidding me? They traded for Tyler Glass now. And then he signed. He was immediately like, you know what? I, i'm looking at this roster i'm liking what i'm seeing i'm kind of liking my odds here so i'm just gonna sign an extension right now like go ahead and sign that give me that contract and i'm gonna sign that extension and the total contract is valued at 135 million dollars we don't have that money you guys the, the diamondbacks do not have that money they have made one big signing this off season and it was for a pitcher and the total contract value was 80 million dollars we cannot afford to pay pitchers 135 million dollars and obviously that's market value good on Tyler glass now for getting his money getting what he's owed um the deal averages out it's a five-year it's a total total of a five-year deal it averages out to about 27 million dollars a year the Dodgers total payroll for 2024 is roughly 251 million dollars. That's after Glassnow and Otani's contracts. 251 million dollars total payroll. Um, that's a lot of money. <laughs> we don't have that type of money here in arizona honestly crazy it's not 300 to me i'm sure it will be by the i wouldn't be surprised if they get it to that point it's
1: nuts to me that they're somehow i mean uh, good management on their part to keep that under 300 with it wouldn't be if otani
0: wasn't like yeah sure just pay me two million dollars a year it's
1: true otani yeah Otani alone. (laughs) the, the 70 million alone pushes that over 300 yeah yeah
0: like are you kidding me Like, why could you just not say, you know what, Dodgers, thank you for my money, but enjoy having to figure out how to pay that competitive balance tax. The competitive balance tax threshold in 2024 is $237 million. So I can't do math that well, but I know that $251 million, which is the Dodgers payroll, is over the $237 million competitive tax balance threshold. The team, the Dodgers paid that tax in 2021, 2022, and 2023, which means that they were over the competitive tax balance cap three years in a row, which means that they are subjected to even higher rates on the competitive tax balance because of the fact that they paid the tax three years in a row. And the four thresholds that are on this uh, competitive tax balance are in $20 million increments. So... I have to do math really fast. They're still within the first threshold of the competitive tax balance because they haven't exceeded that first $20 million threshold yet. Um, And obviously, Otani's contract, if it was divided up in any other way, probably would have put them over that second or even third threshold of the competitive tax balance. (sighs) I'm just frustrated. I'm so frustrated. It is so unfair for teams like the Diamondbacks, or the Rays, or God, God bless the A's, my God. <laughs> um, it's just like we can never win. We can never have anything nice. And obviously, like baseball, I was talking to Jesse Friedman about this, who's our d reporter. Um, I was like, why doesn't baseball have a salary cap? Like, please explain this to me, because to me, the easiest way to make the sport more balanced and more competitive is to have a salary cap. And um, Jesse's like, they're never going to do that. They're never going to do that. The owners are never going to go for that. Um, the owners of like the bigger teams are never going to want that. Um, and, you know, the the, the players are obviously um, not going to want that either because that limits how much money is lining their pockets. So the players are never going to be like, yeah, sure. Let's have a salary cap. You know, let's have less money available on the table for what you can pay me. So as far as like a salary cap coming, that's not going to happen. And then people were righteously like righteously frustrated about the deferred money and they were you know clamoring like is this allowed is this even legal like there was a meme that was like what's something that's not illegal or that's yeah what's something that's not illegal but feels illegal the the otani contract feels illegal even though it's not um the deferment is something that the MLBPA is all for and the players are all for it, too, because if it means at the end of the day, at some point they're going to get a ridiculous amount of money, even if it's 10 years down the road, they're all for it. So the players are never going to want to take away the deferment out of their MLBPA agreement because, again, they're getting a bunch of money and it doesn't matter if it's now or if it's 10 in 10 years. At some point, Shohei Otani is going to be a 700 millionaire seven hundred dollar millionaire so you know what like it's never going to change like they're never going to get a salary cap they're never going to change the deferment option like it's just beyond frustrating to me and i really hate it because i think it would be cool to see what type of success could be had if there was more of a balance in terms of the payroll through a salary cap we're never going to get to see that unfortunately I think the one saving thing, the one saving grace that baseball has is the fact that it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. And especially with the expansion of the playoffs now, which if I ever in my life hear anybody complaining about the expanded playoffs ever again, I'm going to literally just print out Shohei Otani's contract and show you that and see like, you know what, if there's a chance for us to be a team like the freaking Dodgers who pay their players $700 $700 million, the expanded playoffs is that way. Because once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off. Nobody thought that the Diamondbacks were going to sweep the Dodgers. Nobody thought that they were going to beat Philly. Nobody thought they were going to make it to the World Series, but they did because th- baseball is a marathon, it's not a sprint, and the Diamondbacks were able to remain competitive enough throughout the entire regular season to get into a wild card spot because of the expanded playoffs, and then they were able to fuck shit up. And that only happened because they expanded the playoffs, and that is the only fighting chance that smaller market teams have into getting to a world series title and getting success and getting to be successful. So I never in my life ever want to hear people complaining about the expansion of the MLB playoffs ever again. (laughs) Um, Because that's the only chance that these small market teams are going to have. So I'm obviously annoyed and I'm frustrated that we're going to have to see Shohei Otane play baseball more than we did in the past because now he's in the national league West, but you know, who's not worried about it. Ken friggin Kendrick Kenny Warbucks, uh, the owner of the Diamondbacks, spoke with the media following um, the press conference that they held for their new pitcher, pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez, and this is what Daddy Kenny had to say: 100% times 24 million. Last time I looked, is 4.8 million. So they do get that savings. It's not as though they're not doing something attractive to themselves, but you got to put it in perspective. Now, he's as I said would repeat, he's a great player. Actually, I think it's good for us that we get to compete against him. Uh, You know, he's, his last I looked, he's one of nine. Mm -hmm. And the last I also looked, he's a designated hitter. He's a great player. Uh, uh, Is he the second coming? I would suggest not. (laughs) Would you like to have a player of that talent on your team? Of course everyone would. And will have fun competing against them we already did have fun competing against them at least the last time (laughs) that whole clip is so crazy to me because i have always thought of shohei otani as the second coming because this is the most insanely talented baseball player we've ever seen um but ken kendrick was like meh he's one of nine He's a designated hitter. And I'm like, okay, pop off, Ken Kendrick. Like, put Shohei Otani in his place. Like, you tell him who's boss. <laughs> so that whole clip is just wild for Real me to hater watch. Energy. Yeah, major. I love major, I respect that. Major hater energy. Um, shout Ken out. Not the Ken
1: Kendrick guy, but after that, like, he shot up. Biggest my, fan. Yeah. Biggest for-
0: fan in the world. Like, Shohei Otani who? I'm obsessed with Ken Kendrick after that. But... Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess in some aspects, of it, he's right. Like, he is one of nine on a roster. Again, that roster is stacked when he's in the lineup as a DH. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Um, and, you know, he has been injured. Uh, he has some injury proneness. He's 29 years old, so he is a little bit on the older spectrum. On the older spectrum, on the age spectrum, he's on the higher end. Um, And I don't necessarily know, this might be crazy. And I'm by no means like trying to like manifest this or anything like that because I would never, but like I don't know if he's always going to be a pitcher or pitching because I just don't know if his body can like hold up long enough for that to be like a long term thing. And I'm not trying to say that like that's what I want to happen or anything like that. I'm not wishing ill or anything or trying to like say that that's what I want to happen. But you know, there's not, he, he's not invincible he there are some you know cracks in this operation here and so would you give a 29 year old sometime injury prone pitcher 700 million dollars i don't know it is a generational player a generational talent i'm not a gm in baseball for that reason um and Ken Kendrick humbled Shohei Otani just out the gates. Shumbled Shohei, which I never thought I would hear Ken Kendrick do in my lifetime. But I, I'm here for it. Like I said, I, I stand. Um, and shout out to Jesse for getting that clip because that clip went viral on the internet. Like every baseball outlet and their mom picked it up. Barstool, uh, John Boy, you name it. It was on. It was on that website. And everyone in the comments is kind of like, "Is he wrong?" He hasn't won in the playoffs. We haven't seen Shohei in a playoff situation because the Angels are the best team in baseball at wasting generational talent. I'm looking at you, Mike Trout. Um, <laughs> so for some reason, the great generational talents go to die in the Los Angeles Angels organization, and we haven't seen him in a playoff situation. So it may seem like doomsday, but Ken Kendrick said, "Up, oh, pump the brakes. It is not doomsday. He is one of nine. Um, Absolute icon for that. So, yes, it is frustrating. It is something that the the Diamondbacks are unfortunately going to have to deal with for the next 10 years. And it sucks. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But thank you, Ken Kendrick. for reminding us that it is all going to be okay. <laughs> Absolute icon for that. Before we round out the show, I also quickly want to talk about the fact that we finally heard from our brand new pitcher that we spent $80 million on. Eduardo Rodriguez had his introductory press conference this past week. He got his little D-backs jersey, which, by the way, I know this isn't necessarily the best picture of it. Sorry, Jesse, for throwing you under the bus. But the off-white D-backs jersey in action is... oh. It is so sick. There was another picture that they took of the back of it with his nameplate, which the nameplate was a little small, I'll say, so hopefully they'll fix that. But um, the off-white jerseys are beautiful i'm i want one for christmas or my birthday which is in exactly one week um if anyone was wondering it is my birthday in exactly one week and on friday next week uh no big deal or anything um but yeah the off-white jersey is gorgeous um you love seeing eduardo here in the valley with d-backs jersey on um and his press conference was awesome he obviously english is his second language but he went up there and he talked to the media like he owns this team and it was awesome to see and this is what he had to say
1: uh, I would say the, family, the family-wise, the family because like, um, I can stay here in Arizona the whole time, you know, it's been training season is here, uh, probably, like, the biggest reason. The second reason for me was I know these, uh, the, these guys are just coming out of the, of the World Series, you know. I know they're hungry for, for winning the World Series, and I, and I want to be part of that. I know, like, how they're preparing, and they're getting ready for, for this next season, and I want to be part of that of the team. They're going to bring uh, a World Series here.
0: Yeah, hell yeah, Eduardo. We are off of a World Series appearance, damn it. You know who didn't go to the World Series last year? The freaking Dodgers. Because you know why? They got swept by who? Or Otani, right? The Diamondbacks. Did Otani go to the World Series? Otani didn't go to the World Series. He didn't go in the playoffs. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Fun
1: fact. uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani combined for one more hit than me and you in the MLB postseason this past season.
0: That is the best stat that you could have possibly thrown out. Get me on a roster right now. I'll show Joey who's (laughs) boss. Just kidding. Um, Yeah, so you you guys know how I feel about Eduardo. I talked about it last podcast because we talked about the fact that he's a big Dodger hater and vetoed a trade to the Dodgers last season from the Tigers. So Eduardo is already an icon in my book. Between Eduardo Rodriguez and Daddy Kenny, we are in a great, great place. (laughs) I am not letting the fact that there is a generational, once-in-a-lifetime baseball player in the National League West – distract from the fact that the diamondbacks made it to the world series and they're not done i don't think in this free agency yet and we are going to counter your otani with probably a jd martinez and we're going to see who gets more hits in the playoffs <laughs> jd martinez shohei otani and then we'll talk about that 700 million dollar god giant okay oh i just have to rationalize this somehow so i don't cry oh my gosh that's the show you love it you love to see it um <laughs> Charles Waddell back defending National League Champs let's fucking go that's right the National League is ours at least for another couple months until the regular season starts again oh, thank you guys so much for tuning in if uh, you didn't hear uh, it is my birthday next week and it is on Friday and I took the day off so I will not be here hosting TBSP because I will be in not in Phoenix I will be celebrating my birthday as I should because you only get one birthday <laughs> <laughs> and mine just happens to be next week And I'm not making a big deal out of it or anything But I better see some of you tweeting at me Happy birthday on no the internet uh, Damon are you going to give me a present?
1: I'll think about it
0: You'll think about it? Yeah I'll think about it Well you know what I want Red Off-white one. D-backs jersey <laughs> no no more red wine i'm not consuming red wine for more than ever again i'm never again no more red wine for me um i hope you all love the show i love all of you charles bees mike connor daniel elizabeth anyone else in the chat that I might have missed thank you all so much for tuning in I am gonna go take a nap because I'm hungover I'm gonna hydrate and then I'm gonna go out again tonight because I say that I'm not gonna drink again and then I literally do the next day so you know I went to Arizona State I don't know what else you can expect (laughs) thank you all so much for tuning in I hope you all have a wonderful wonderful weekend and I won't see you next week but you can tell me happy birthday on the internet (laughs) bye